0: Double the strings, double the fun. On today's Acoustic Tuesday show, I'll be listing off my 10 favorite acoustic 12 string guitars. You'll get to hear each guitar and get the skinny on their prices. And I think you'll be pleasantly surprised. Hey, TAC family, welcome to episode 236 of the Acoustic Tuesday show. This show is designed to inject your guitar journey with a weekly dose of fun, focus, progress, and inspiration. A little bit later on today's show, you'll be learning two very important lessons from two separate Acoustic Tuesday viewers. The first lesson is about comparison thinking, and this story actually has a very interesting twist involving a famous guitar player. And the second lesson is about the Dabbler roller coaster. You'll get all the details here in just a bit, plus you're going to see which guitar lick the Tack family is working on today and it's an ode to taxes. Yes, this guitar lick is named Tax Deduction Scavenger Hunt, a fun little journey all of us go on around tax season. And then, of course, your weekly dose of acoustic news awaits, which includes the rock bottom of resonator guitars, and this is actually a a double entendre. We're also gonna take a look at some more slide guitar instruction from a blues great and much, much more, including possibly the funniest guitar geek funny I've ever found on the internet. But first, let's dive into my list of 10 amazing 12-string guitars. The first time I heard a 12-string guitar, I was absolutely smitten. I was smitten by the jingle, I was smitten by the jangle, and pretty soon I became obsessed with the 12-string guitar. In fact, so much so that I ended up getting one quite early on in my acoustic guitar journey. Now, the common myth is that 12 string guitars are really expensive and they can be. However, there are some hidden gems in the lower price category that sound amazing and are pretty easy on your wallet when you consider the spectrum of 12 string guitars. Now that doesn't mean my list of 10 guitars is limited to just inexpensive guitars. In fact, this list of 10 instruments, 10, 12 string guitars, ranges from $3,300 all the way down to $380 with the majority of the guitars being in the lesser end of that price range. Now we're going to do this in a true countdown fashion, starting at, A 12 string guitar that's awesome and working down towards a 12 string guitar that is absolutely incredible for the price in fact the number one guitar on my list is the least expensive guitar on this list and we'll get there but we have to start at number 10. coming in at number 10 is the orange wood Echo Live 12-string. This guitar comes in at $545. It has a solid Sitka spruce top. It comes with a pickup and it sounds damn fine. In fact, my first exposure to this instrument was seeing a video done by Jeremy the Guitar Hunter where he played just a 12-string guitar for I believe it was a week. This guitar sounds awesome. It's got the jingle, it's got the jangle, and again, it's not that hard on your wallet. Let's go ahead and give it a listen. Coming in at number 9 is a Taylor guitar, one of two Taylors on my list. The number 9 spot is held by the Taylor 150E. This is a budget-ish 12-string, and it packs a huge punch for how much it costs. The Taylor 150E comes in at $899, it has a solid Sitka spruce top, layered walnut back and sides, and the ultimate standout with this guitar is the playability. Now, I think Taylor as a whole are wizards when it comes to creating a 12 string that not only sounds good, but is extremely comfortable to play. And the 150E is a shining example. And what I love about this is this is, on the spectrum of Taylors, one of the lower end, lesser expensive guitars. However, it has the playability of a much higher priced guitar. Let's go ahead and give it a listen. Off to Fenderland for the number eight spot. Coming in at number eight is the Fender CD14-SCE 12-string. This guitar packs a huge punch in its price category. This guitar comes in at $469. It has a solid Sitka spruce top, laminate avant-cole back and sides, and it comes with a hard shell case. Now that doesn't seem like much, but in all honesty, it is. Because you don't want a gig bag when it comes to a 12 string guitar. You want something that will protect the guitar because while 12 strings are under quite a bit of tension and headstock breaks, I hate to say it, but are a little bit more common with 12 string guitars. But it's not about the case here, it's about the sound. So let's listen to the Fender CD14SCE 12 string. The number seven spot is occupied by a guitar from Eastman. Coming in at number seven is the Eastman AC330E 12-string. This guitar has a huge sound, and I attribute that to its jumbo body size. You've got a solid Sitka spruce top. You've got a solid mahogany back and sides, an inch and seven-eighths nut width to accommodate those extra strings, and this guitar comes in at just over $1,000, the price on this guitar is $1,079. Not chump change, but in terms of what you get, uh, it's a pretty solid value and it sounds awesome. Let's kick it over to the acoustic shop, playing a pretty familiar 12 string focused song. So you can hear the Eastman AC330E 12 string. I'm gonna head to Nazareth, Pennsylvania for the number 6 spot. It's the only Martin guitar on my list. It's the highest priced guitar on my list, but it's on my list for good reason. Because it sounds incredible. Coming in at number 6 is the Martin HD 1228. Solid spruce top, solid Indian rosewood back and sides, and one of the most beautiful sounding 12 strings I have ever heard, period. The rosewood back and sides lends this wonderful bell-like clarity. It also adds this wonderful, comforting, robust bass to an otherwise chimey guitar. You know, sometimes with 12-strings, things can get a little brittle. Things can get a little stringy but on this particular guitar, the HD1228, you have a wonderful sonic representation across the spectrum from the bass end to the treble end, and it has all the jingle jangle you could ask for. Let's go ahead and hear that Martin HD1228. In my haste i forgot to mention the price of the martin hd1228 and it comes in at 3300 dollars and you're thinking wow that's that's an expensive guitar 12 strings feel a little niche and maybe i don't want to invest that much in a 12 string guitar Don't worry, that's why the number five spot exists. Coming in at number five is the Guild F1512E. You're thinking to yourself, I like the sound of the solid Sitka spruce top. I like the sound of that solid Indian rosewood back and sides. But gosh, again, that Martin is pretty expensive. Well, the Guild F1512E has those specifications all wrapped up in a jumbo body with scalloped bracing. The HD1228 has regular X bracing. The Guild F1512E has scalloped bracing so you get that much more responsiveness still with that same tone or similar tone. And the Guild F1512E comes in at half the price, less than half the price. The Guild F1512E comes in at $1,200, a stellar guitar, one that I've had the joy of playing and really sinking my teeth into. It sounds amazing. Here it is. We're gonna head up to Canada for the number four spot. Coming in at number four is the Seagull Coastline S12. I feel like Seagull guitars First and foremost, Seagull guitars in general offer incredible value, quality materials, great craftsmanship, and overall fantastic tone. The Seagull Coastline S12 is one of the best sounding 12-strings, period. Now, I favor the cedar-topped model, but this particular model, in my research, comes in a variety of specification combinations. You can get a cutaway with a spruce top, you can get a cedar top without a cutaway, Bottom line, this is a 12 string you need to consider. It's a 12 string you need to play because the experience is fantastic. From the tone to the playability, this guitar has it. Now, the price floats around 1029, so right around that thousand dollar mark. In fact, we're gonna hear both of them. You're gonna hear both of them right now. We're gonna kick things off with the spruce-topped cutaway model, and then we'll wrap it up with the cedar-topped model. I think both sound amazing, but both are very different. You can hear the difference for yourself. Okay, coming in at number three is a guitar from Taylor Guitars. Now, I've already mentioned that Taylor Guitars has the magic recipe when it comes to playability with 12-string instruments, but they outdid themselves with the guitar that comes in at number three. Coming in at number three is the Taylor 562CE. You've got a solid mahogany top, solid mahogany back and sides that offer this wonderful, robust bass, this pillowy, wonderful low-end response matched with a shorter scale length. This 12 string is the most comfortable 12 string I have ever played period. And you might be thinking, oh gosh, you know, okay, it plays good, but I'll probably have to sacrifice tone. No, you don't. This guitar sounds amazing. It's got the clarity. It's got the brilliance. It's got this wonderful articulation. You can hear the octaves. It jingles, it jangles, it shimmers, it shangles. I don't know, I was just trying to match the alliteration there. Uh, Bottom line, this is a guitar that if you're looking for a forever 12 string, this needs to be A number one on your list to try out. This guitar comes in at $2,999, so it is not cheap, but in my opinion, it is worth every single penny. Let's go ahead and hear the Taylor 562 CE. The Larive guitar comes in at number two. Now, you may remember quite a few episodes back, I listed off my five favorite Larive guitars, and occupying the number one spot on that list was the Larive L03R because of its versatility, because it can literally handle everything you throw at it. Coming in at number two on my 12 string guitar list is the Larive. L O three 12 R yes, it's an L O three R with an additional course of strings. It's a 12 string L O three R. So just like you could throw anything at the L O three R the six string version, you can throw anything at the L O three R 12 string and it will handle it handily if that's a thing. Uh, seriously, this guitar sounds awesome. It offers that that wonderful clarity and mid-range bump that, that Rosewood tends to offer. Uh, so the, the back and sides is solid Rosewood, the top is solid Sitka spruce, a beautiful guitar, satin finish, comfortable to play, not as comfortable as the Taylor, but still quite comfortable, and it sounds so well-balanced. As I mentioned before uh, during this countdown, uh, 12-string guitars tend to be on the high-end, brittle, shimmery side of things. This guitar is balanced. Yes, it has the shimmer, but it also has this wonderful mid range presence and this beautiful low end support as well. So let's go ahead and get, let's go ahead and listen. (laughs) Let's go ahead and listen to the Larravee L0312R as played by Jace at Heartbreaker Guitars. Here we are at the number one spot and coming in at the number one spot is a guitar that I'll remind you is the least expensive guitar on my list. It comes in at $379. It's a Yamaha FG eight, 2012. This is the first 12 string guitar I ever had. And if you're looking for a 12 string to mess with, if you're looking for a 12 string to experiment with, if you're not fully sure if you want to commit to a 12 string, this guitar, will give you the best experience at the, the smallest price, plain and simple. You've got a solid Sitka spruce top, laminate back and sides. Uh, does it play as smoothly as, as the Taylor? No, it doesn't, but it plays very well for the price point and it sounds pretty damn good. 380 bucks, you get a new, a new Sonic offering in your guitar arsenal. And again, it's not a full plunge into the 12 string world. It's just a, a dip of the toe in the water. Uh, so without further ado, here's how the Yamaha FG82012 sounds. Okay, TacFam, Acoustic Tuesday viewers, it's your turn. I just shared with you 10 of my favorite acoustic 12-string guitars, and in the comments below, I want to know yours. Did I leave one off my list? Is there a hidden gem that you know about that I didn't mention? Go ahead and let me know in the comments below. All right, it's time to see what guitar lick the TAC family is working on today. And you might be thinking to yourself, why a guitar lick? Well, here's the deal. Every day within Tony's Acoustic Challenge, we focus on one of the five essential categories of guitar improvement. On Mondays, we do a technique challenge. Tuesdays, a guitar lick challenge. Wednesdays, an improvisation challenge. Thursdays, a rhythm guitar challenge. And Fridays, a chord transition challenge. Those are the five essential categories of guitar improvement. And Tuesdays, as I mentioned, is focused on the guitar lick. So here is the guitar lick entitled tax deduction scavenger hunt. Let's check it out. Your guitar lick for today is in the key of A minor and it has two twists embedded in it. Uh, The first of which is it's written in three, four, or waltz time. So it has a little bit of a different feel. The second twist is that this lick is three measures long. So it actually opens the doors for possibility. We can play it as written. We can play it in pieces. And I think you'll see that it is quite useful in a variety of scenarios. But first you probably want to hear what tax deduction scavenger hunt sounds like. Here's how it sounds. It's a really cool lick that is actually a finger style lick. And you're gonna notice as I played it, it sounds a little bit choppy, like the notes get cut off. And that's for a good reason that I'll get to here in just a minute. But first, TAC family, if you wanna learn this note for note, please log in, this is your daily challenge. Go ahead and click Start Challenge. That'll take you to the teaching video. Once you get this under your fingers, you can move to the play along video. Go ahead and pick a speed that's comfortable for you. And don't forget to open up the tab by clicking on that icon in the lower right hand corner. So this like, how do you actually use it? Well, I mentioned that it's written in 3-4 time, so it falls nicely in line over a general waltz rhythm. It's in the key of A minor, so what I wanna do is just play an A minor chord so you can kinda of get the feel of the groove of this 3-4 time, and then I'm gonna insert the link, uh, the, insert the lick, not the link, we're not talking internet here. Uh, so let me go ahead and strum the A minor chord, and you can kinda of get a sense for this waltz time, and then we'll take a break and I'll integrate the lick. Okay, here's how that 3-4 time sounds. Mm. One, two, three, and one. Two, three and one, two, three and one, two, three, and one. So it almost has this brooding feeling, especially when you play a waltz slowly. It kinda has this the spooky feeling. Now I'm gonna go ahead and integrate the lick in the in its entirety. Okay, so this is a three-measure lick. It's gonna occupy three measures, and then I'm gonna come right back into that strumming pattern. That'll sound like this. So it fits very nicely as kind of an end of a phrase. Maybe you're singing, you throw this lick in, and then you carry on with the next verse or maybe into a chorus. But the hidden gem with this lick is you can actually break it apart into two pieces. You can have a nice two measure lick or fill and you can have a nice single measure lick or fill. Let's go ahead and first look at the two measure lick. So I'm just taking the first two measures, chopping it off there and going right back into that strumming. So I'm going to come into the lick from strumming that a minor chord, and then I'm going to exit the lick going back to that a minor chord. That'll sound like this. We're coming back on the one right there on that second fret of the G string. Okay, so the one measure lick, and this one's really powerful because you don't need a lot of time for it. It's just a single measure of three, four time, just three singular beats. So it works great as. Uh, If you're strumming along a bunch of A minors and you just want to break things up, this is a fantastic way to do that. So let's go ahead and listen to how that would sound. This is the final measure of the lick. I'm starting off on that second fret of the G and then carrying out the lick from there. Strum the A minor, go into the lick, come back out into that A minor chord. That will sound like this. on and so forth it's a great little kind of descending almost stair step sounding lick that again just breaks up some standard strumming in a a waltz which is pretty nice it's nice to throw a little flair into a waltz every once in a while because you don't have a lot of time so you don't want to fill it with all these extra notes this is a great way to add a little spice i hope you really dug this and there's one thing i wanted to mention before we get back to the show and that is this, you know, when you're learning a lick, such as this, my, my tabs on the ground right here, when you're learning a lick like this, and maybe you, you finish it and you think, gosh, I can't do that. That's a, that's a realistic thought, right? It doesn't have to be this lick. It could be anything that you're working on. You could say, gosh, I can't do that. So you evaluate your playing session or your guitar playing as a whole in terms of what you can't do. I want you to turn that around 180 degrees instead of, Instead of evaluating what you cannot do, evaluate what you can do. Yeah. Maybe you didn't get the whole thing in one sitting. That's fine. That doesn't mean you can't do it. What can you do? Maybe you got the technique. Maybe you got a couple of the notes under your fingers. Maybe you got the first three notes of this and it sounds really good. Evaluate what you can do because you can do this. We're just all on different timelines, right? It's gonna take a different amount of time for, for one person to learn it than it is another person to learn it. But you can do it. So look at your guitar playing from that perspective. Don't focus on what you can't do. You'll always find a negative if you look for it. Look for a positive. Evaluate your guitar playing on what you can do. I hope you're ready to slide on back to episode 232 where I focused on uh, slide guitar, six easy steps to play slide guitar, even if you've never done it before. If you haven't seen that episode, please check it out. But there are two comments left on that show that really stuck with me and I wanna share them with you today because I think they contain uh, lessons that we all need to hear on our guitar journey, lessons that we need to hear multiple times. The first comment comes from Jim Ross. He says this, "'Tony, thanks for another great Acoustic Tuesday episode. This was one of the best tutorials on slide that I have seen. I really enjoyed it. If folks are looking for Dobro style slide, I suggest checking out Abby Gardner. Her videos are great and she is just a lot of fun. I second that recommendation. Abby is an incredible lap style slide player." Moving on to the comment, when it comes to comparing yourself with other guitarists, it's the best way I can think of to get, to get discouraged. Uh, way back when I was taking lessons in Sarasota, Florida, my teacher was great and the store was such a cool place, except for one thing. There was this kid that would show up on the day of my lesson and he could play. I'm talking about making the whole store stop what they were doing and listen. For the longest time, I would think, man, I'm never gonna be that good. But then I decided, screw it. I love playing the guitar and there will always be someone better. As long as I am making progress and having fun, that's all that matters. As it turns out, that kid did all right for himself. It was Derek Trucks. Who knew, LOL. Uh, Jim, I appreciate you sharing this uh, because it really allows us to number one, get into your brain when it comes to that comparison thinking. Uh, because we all experience it. Whether you want to admit to it or not, chances are, if you're a guitar player, at any stage in your guitar journey, you're going to look at another player and think to yourself, wow, I'll never be that good. And I appreciate your, your, your forthcoming with your, with your thoughts, Jim. Uh, you know, to walk into a store for a lesson where you're trying to get better, where you're trying to have fun and make progress, and then see someone that plays so good at such a young age, that can be a little bit of a... a, a a weird spot for your brain to be in. So that being the case, your decision was one of the best decisions you could ever make. Screw it. I'm just going to have fun and I'm just going to make progress on my own terms. And that's all we can do. As long as you're trying your best when you sit down to play the guitar, that's all you can ask of yourself. And one of the cool things about guitar is what you put in is what you get out. So if you have fun playing, you will make progress. If you play regularly, you will make progress. If you play regularly, you'll continuously have fun. And because you're having fun, you'll continuously make progress. Just a great firsthand story about comparison thinking and how it can kind of work its way into your brain and cause you to doubt yourself, but ultimately lean on the fact that you play guitar to have fun and that fun does indeed lead to progress. Also, how cool is that? Uh, a young Derek Trucks. Um, if you've ever seen that, that clip on YouTube of him playing with the Allman Brothers band at, I think he was like 11 years old. Um, yeah, it, it causes you to kind of sit back on your heels and be like, what is happening? Wow. Um, again, Jim, thanks so much for the comment. The next comment comes from uh, Acoustic Tuesday viewer with the screen name, Better TV Reception with Foil Fedoras. It made me laugh and honestly, that screen name drew me to the comment. But once I read the comment, I thought to myself, I've got to share this on the show. He says this, Tony, thank you for your lessons. I've putzed around with guitars since the mid seventies with lulls of inactivity. And then what seemed like breakthroughs. If I had to pick one instrument that helped me play better than I ever have before, it would be the looper pedal. As far as learning from someone, you in my estimation are a great teacher down to earth and so easy to follow. I wish I had an instructor like you when I was 20 years old. Here I am at nearly 64, and today I'm tubing my finger and playing slide. Thanks again. Well, uh, first of all, I just wanna say thank you for your kind words. I did not choose this comment because of of the the kind things you shared about my teaching and whatnot. I I I very much do appreciate you saying that. But what I wanna focus on here is your guitar journey thus far. You know, you said you picked up the guitar uh, around the mid 70s, And you had lulls of inactivity followed by some breakthroughs. And here you are at 64 and you're just trying slide out for the first time right now. Congratulations. I mean, that's awesome. I'm I'm super excited for you. And I I love the fact that you're diving into new territory. That can be an extremely intimidating thing, but it's also one of the most rewarding things because uh, true growth comes from when we actually push ourselves just outside that comfort zone which leads me to the first part of your comment. You know, countless times I hear guitar players say, yeah, I started guitar 30, 40 some years ago and I just never got better. I never got better. <laughs> and this comes to, uh, this points to the dabbler roller coaster where you have these fits and starts of inspiration. You learn something new, And then you put the guitar away for whatever reason. You either don't have a use for what you learned or you're just not playing regularly. And then what happens after that lull in your playing, could be a week, could be two weeks, could be a month or more. You pick the guitar back up and what do you do? You end up having to either relearn what you had learned a month ago, or you lean on the same things you've been playing time and time again. That leads to zero progress. And what I really, again, what I really want to target with your comment here is that you're showing both ends of the spectrum. You're showing that, yeah, you know, since the mid seventies, I've had lulls, some breakthroughs, but never really an accumulation of solid progress. But here you are at 64, pushing yourself past your comfort zone and actually getting better. And that to me is awesome. And it really does point to, uh, consistency being King or consistency being queen, however you wanna say it. Um, You know, if you play guitar consistently and you consistently push yourself just a touch outside your comfort zone, you will get better and that progress does build up. It's just, it's, it's a magic recipe and everybody has access to it. You just have to play a little bit every single day. So thank you so much for your comments. Um, just wonderful stuff from the Acoustic Tuesday viewing audience. I love hearing from you. So please, uh, in the comments below, let me know how you're doing on your guitar journey. And of course, if you have any questions, please go ahead and pop them in the comments below. I'm happy to answer them right here on the show. It's time for Acoustic News You Can Use, your weekly dose of all things happening in the acoustic guitar world. And we're gonna kick things off with some footage that I found of Trey Hensley on the Grand Ole Opry when I believe he was 11 years old. I don't know, but here's the kicker. Uh, Quite a few episodes back on the Acoustic Tuesday show, we learned some guitar lessons from Earl Scruggs. And on that uh, episode of the show, I talked about Jimmy Brown the Newsboy and this cool approach that Earl had to the guitar. Well, it turns out that Trey Hensley played that exact song with Marty Stewart and Earl Scruggs on the Grand Ole Opry. Here's a quick little clip. Next is the funniest guitar geek thing I have ever found on the internet. Music is Win, one of the channels I mentioned on my 10 favorite guitar-centric YouTube channels, um, broke the internet. Actually, he won the internet when he posted this. <laughs> Next up is a, is, a, is, a, is a slide lesson from one of my dear friends. Episode 232, as I mentioned, uh, was a lesson I I taught you how to play slide guitar if you've never done it before. And if you want to take that just a little bit further, who better than to do it, who better than to teach it to you than Charlie Parr. He did a wonderful interview with KO Stringworks where they just talk about slide guitar. It's like being a fly on the wall and just listening to their conversation about all things slide. And Charlie is such a steward of the craft. He has great respect for the slide guitarists that have come before him. He has great respect for the art of slide guitar. And he has some very wise words when it comes to the style. Here's just a brief snippet of the interview. I don't I don't really think that there is a method uh-huh. to this kind of thing. I mean, think about the first person that decided to do this. Yeah. You know, I don't know when that would have been, but they're not the they're not the metric. Right. You know, there is no metric. My suggestion is always: I think you should experiment with all of it. Take your hands off. Just mm-hmm. hear what that sounds like. Maybe that's the sound you're after. Uh, put all your hands on. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. Look at other guitar players. Watch Watch Booker White play slide, for example. Absolutely. He wasn't following any rules. There's no formula for that. He's making it up, which is what you're supposed to do. You know. Onto the rock bottom of resonator guitars. Now, as I mentioned in the intro of the show, this is a double entendre. National Guitars made a custom baritone resonator guitar for James DeBecker. And not only is the guitar low because it's a baritone guitar, it's low because it depicts a bottom of the ocean scene. I've never seen anything like this. A beautifully painted resonator guitar that has some kind of Sailor Jerry-esque artwork on it. Uh, A beautiful looking guitar, and this thing sounds heavenly. Holy smokes. On those notes, I think it's a great time to wrap up the Acoustic Tuesday show for today. But first, let's take a sneak peek into next week. And next week on the show, the 12-string thread continues. Yes, you'll be learning some lessons from the 12-string-wielding folk rock band of heroes, the birds yes musical lessons from the birds is happening next week on the acoustic tuesday show remember you can catch acoustic tuesday every single tuesday at 10 a.m right here on youtube i want to thank you so much for joining me today thank you for being a guitar geek and please do remember this your guitar success however you define it is directly related to your guitar routine so please invest the time in developing your guitar routine and make sure to have fun every single day That you play again thank you so much for joining me today i really appreciate you sharing your time with me and i'll see you next tuesday on the acoustic tuesday show be nice and play guitar guitar geeks unite cheers